Good morning. Um, yeah. Hey, how you doing? It's the uh, it's the the weird podcast, the rambling podcast of uh, the Ten Thousand Souls Project. Uh, slash, I don't know. This is going to be way off topic. Um, but this podcast is me documenting um, my my healing journey. Uh, me, it's it's documenting me doing an art project and potentially failing um, during a uh, fucking whirlwind clusterfuck time in my life. Definitely a time of change. This is when um, uh, Uranus is in the house of uh, cards. I don't know. Uh, this is... Um, um, <laughs> Mercury's definitely in retrograde or something. Uh, Jupiter's in retrograde. There you go. I don't know. I don't know what all that shit means. Um, uh, wow. Where do I start? Um, I didn't get too far uh, with... Uh, I, did, I definitely didn't make any inso. Well, I, think, I think that's... Maybe should be... Um, one of the goals today. I'm about to go to the gym. Uh, I need to do that. Um, I've been not sleeping very well at all. Um, and panicky at times. Uh, well, just anxiety. I don't know. Um, lots of rumination. Lots of just wondering what in the fuck with this whole... Uh, disillusion um of my of, of a long-term relationship with a young lady uh, that's been kind of the big story right now even though the the bigger story should be i should be focusing on um getting a job that should be first and foremost and that's going to be what, most of what i do today i think i think that has to be what i have to do today try to get a job i don't think i don't think uh I don't think any inso stuff's going to happen today because I need to focus on one thing today. And it'll be the gym and, and that. And I need to go in there and work myself because I'm just like frazzled and shot. Um, and I know that is good for me to go in there. I, I got to do some cardio and work this out, even though I'm exhausted. Because yet again, I, I, I slept like in, in spurts. Um So, uh, met this girl five years ago. It was a slow turn towards we got in a relationship. And, uh, I don't know, two years ago, we, we, I, I got engaged with her to help her get, um, citizenship. And, um, she's gone now. Um, I'm blocked currently. Uh, and let's just hope it stays that way until I need to like do the divorce and whatever else. Um, this has been the most confusing relationship I've ever been in. And I did not know previous this relationship about, um, uh, narcissistic personality disorder. And she has, um, small list of other ones too. Um, This has been like a, she's like Schrodinger's cat or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, in the week before 
she broke up with me. There was times where she was crying, that she was, she was worried that I was going to hate her. And then there was other times where we were having discussions about that our relationship is fucked up. And she like, at one point in time, there was one key moment where she, I was saying like, you know, I'm reading these books about, you know, people with um, some of your traits and it says you're probably sabotaging me. And it's like, you know, you could just always not do that. And um, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what you're doing. She's so secretive and so suspicious all the time. Um, and she just like got this evil ass smile and, and just was like, uh, you have no idea. And she just was like, so proud of herself. Um, same girl that was crying only days before, um, that, uh, she was just so worried that I was going to hate her and she was having like panic attacks about it. It's this whole thing of like extreme cognitive dissonance and I have no idea where her real personality begins and where the fake one begins. I have no idea like how uh, self-aware she is about it. Oh, I, mean, I know she's self-aware about it because she'll talk to you about it. And then other times it's like, there's, there's what are you talking about? There's no problem here. Um, during one of those same conversations, I was like, dude, like, she's like, you're trying to change me. I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm in love with you, but I just, uh, you know, you got so much anxiety and depression and all this other shit. And also so many bad behaviors. Like, you know, uh, I need you, I need you to, to work on you, you know? And she's like, I'm never going to change. And I don't, because I don't want to change. And I guess that's one of the things with NPD is there's treatment out there, especially psychedelic, where they can get in there and rewire things, but they don't want to. Or they might want to sometimes, and then they don't other times. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I'm also just like, wait, how, how much of this is intentional and deliberate? And how much of it is like compulsive and they're like, you know, out of control, can't help themselves. I guess I kind of said that three different ways. Because sometimes it feels like it is criminal kind of psychopath kind of uh, intentional evil. <laughs> and other times you're like, oh my God, they're a victim of, of um, their problems. And they're not having a good time necessarily. She's not having a good time. Uh, I mean, I've watched a million videos about this stuff and I read like three books in the last couple weeks two weeks about this and it's crazy there's been times where I've never seen anybody talk like talk about suicide in a way where they were proud of themselves uh their su su uh, suicidal ideations and kind of using it as a threat like a manipulative threat and then I've never seen that in a person before like and I've also like this person is it's this all these extremes fucking more guilt and shame than I think I've ever seen in a person. And then alternately so much other times, wait five minutes, so much fucking arrogance and uh, like a grandiose uh, idea of themselves. 
there's like a couple different personalities in there and there's some masks. I don't know where the fake one, fake fakeness. And, and, and part of the problem is like, she, 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 you know, she believes her own lies half the time. And the other time she seems fucking self-aware. Makes me, I feel, I feel like just frazzled about the whole thing. I, I don't know what to think. I have such conflicting emotions and thoughts about all of it. Like sometimes I'm very angry about it. Sometimes I'm very like just sad, sadder than fuck. And then other times I'm like, wow, I'm glad that didn't go on any farther than it could have. And I wish it would have like, I would have trusted my instincts earlier on and, and never even got to this point. And then there's other times where I'm like, dude, we were so close to like breaking through to something. Like there's so much like carrot on a stick business going on. And it's been so long. I've known this girl for five fucking years, two fucking years almost of, of us waiting for a visa. And it wasn't always good times. And I, I, I don't know how to paint this picture, but there was some really, really rough times. And then there was other times I was so excited, like, uh, a kid in the candy store, like how happy I was that all of it was transpiring. And I, there were so many times where I was like, Oh my God, I don't know how, if I can do this, this is a toxic ass relationship. And other times where it was the opposite, there's like just so many opposites. And, you know, from the outside, from just a handful of facts, you can skew it one way or the other. I've told people stuff and, parts of it and and they think I'm like uh, a, a piece of shit in the situation there's other times I've said things and people say uh, that she's a piece of shit and there's been times where I've really been like I I hate this person so much uh, and other times like where I'm like I feel it's all opposites it's like times where I felt so lonely in a relationship and other times where I felt so connected. Um, and it was almost like she could tell sometimes like, you know, I'd be like, oh, I, I got to let go. This is, you know, and then, and then, um, she'd get me back on the hook. A lot of these videos online, it paints them. Some of them paint them as very much some kind of evil villain. But they're, they're actually like completely a victim to it at the same time. But it comes back to that culpability. Like, it, it, is it intentional? Are they, or not? I don't know. And then sometimes I'm like, Jesus Christ, um, they, I saw a person at one point in time that I was so in love with. Um, and I was, a, I was a believer. I believed them on their lives of the, the personality they were giving me. And it's so fucked up because if they just could have been that one personality, if they could have just been the one or the other, this would all be so much easier. I go back f forth from like anger to sadness to um, relief to just this desperate yearning of being like, could, could we just try a little bit more? Like, I think we were that close. And there's so many self-fulfilling prophecies in a lot of this. Um, not real prophecies. I'm not, I'm not getting, you know, spiritual with it. But um, I 
you know, just like if 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 you um, start to get jealous of the one person, and then it creates tension or what or whatever, and then I I have no exact proof of her cheating on me, but I feel like at times I felt like either a a hundred percent she wants me to feel like she's cheating on her or or she's cheating on me, or b uh, she has cheating on me. And I've learned so many different weird things uh, in the last couple of weeks. And I'm like putting them together, like just this thing. They do this thing where they will um, accuse you of something. And it's actually like a weird confession of something they're actually doing. Um, and in the end, a person I really, really trusted. I mean, I had her on my fucking... And it probably from the outside sounds like I'm a total jackass. One point in time I had her on, uh, you know, as the beneficiary for my life insurance and some other shit. Um, sometimes it felt like she hated me so much and she was just like pathologically wanting to hurt me. And other times she was my fucking baby and I would have done fucking anything for her. Um, and, you know, for a long time I made excuses for her because I knew she had PTSD and affective disorder, which is like bipolar but different. Um, and there was so many long, hard times in the last five years, like long, where she was really depressed. And now it's still back to, like, was she actually really that depressed? Was this a manipula- uh, another manipulation? Because she definitely definitely is trying to manipulate you sometimes and then other times I'm like I don't know I don't know where the real and the I don't know it's all so jumbled and there was so many extremes and I don't know what to feel I don't this is not a regular breakup even in the who broke up with who I don't know what to really think or believe about it because like we're both uh, having stress because uh, we're both two unemployed people um and I had, I had had stress before she even showed up because like I heard about this strike coming and I wasn't sure what to fucking do about it, what to think about it, if it was happening, and that definitely did not help things because um, she could tell I was stressed. Uh, other times, I, don't, I, sh- I mean, there was times also she also told me in different situations that uh, she absolutely did not care about my feelings and she actually did not care if I was ever happy. Uh, before, now, or in the future. Um, and then other times, I think she could read me pretty well. They say that they don't have empathy, like uh, caring empathy, but they have like some pretty good empathy in the sense of like cognitive, like they can read you kind of a thing. Um, and again, a lot of these videos I watch uh, about it, these people talk about them like they're super villains or something like that. And I'm not sure if they're like that or not. And there's so many times she was very different. Um, moment to moment, like one time, uh, I, <laughs> um, I had just showed up in, in Columbia and we were at a hotel because we we're going to go on a, on a trip, and it's just like the, hey, how you doing? Um, 
hadn't seen each other for a while. And I was like, hey, in the morning, it was like really late at night when I showed up and we, we um, in the morning, we, I was like, hey, like come in here and like take a shower with me, right? You know, and I was like thinking all sensual, you know, good morning, starting this nice, what it was, a seven day thing. Uh, and I'm like, come into the shower, like come in here, like give me a kiss, you know? She comes in and is like, there was like one of those, um, uh, stable like bars, you know, for like handicapped people or whatever, or whatever, or differently abled or whatever the fuck you're supposed to say now. And she grabs a hold of that and she's like, "I want you to fuck me in the ass." And I'm like, "Oh," and she's like, "I want you to be like rough or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay." And then that 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 happens, and then um, but it ends like halfway through. Uh, not going to go into details or whatever. Anyways, and then the next, like, and then, like, once we get out of the shower, she, she, like, gets out Play-Doh and starts playing it with, with it like she's a four-year-old and, like, giggling and, like, she acts like she's, like, a, you know, eight years old or some shit and, like, doesn't want to, like, talk to me. She's, like, a little kid, like, playing goofy little games. And I'm, like, what in the fuck? <laughs> and, like... Uh, and between the two, she was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that experienced and I don't really, um, I'm really not into like rough stuff or, or whatever the fuck it was. And I'm like, what in the fuck am I dealing with? And there was times where I have like these moments of like, what in the fuck am I dealing with? And then other times I'd be like, you know, whatever that was, you know, um, <laughs> A while ago. Now we're dealing with this. Um, but you know the the crazy thing is, is like, I was thinking about this last night because I couldn't sleep. I was like, this is the weirdest thing because it's like, I waited two years for her to even get here, and she like uh, with a with a you know a visa application thing, and there was so many times where she was like, I don't think they're gonna let me in. She'd be paranoid about it um, into the U.S. and she was like so worried and she just kept saying like she hoped and dreamed that she could come here and it was like you know both of our dreams and she'd be like we can finally be to get be together and there's other times where she's like i think we should just break up because um like i can't take the stress anymore of if this is going to happen or if it's not and i keep being like babe just hold on be strong um and i was always trying to be like the strong stable support one person uh and um, it came all this way and she already left within two months of being married and that was all over the place she was here for three months and three months and a week something like that and it was all over by now and it almost ended multiple times during um, during that and there was also like a week or two where it was nonstop amazing. Like where I'm like, I am, I am so glad about all of this. This was worth all of the pain and the suffering to get to this point in time. All the stress, all the everything, it is all paid off in the end. And I'm going to fucking uh, change this girl's life. From being like, uh, you know, a 
sex cam girl that doesn't have enough money for rent to I was going to get her a job in the film and TV industry, which is where I worked and once she was legal for work in the U.S. And she was going to make the same amount of money as me. And we had talked about this for years. Um, and even with that, uh, at certain points in time, she was saying uh, shit like, you know, she didn't know if she could work in the film industry if anybody talked to her disrespectfully. Like, she just couldn't do that, and she'd rather be a dishwasher. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, we got all the way here. And part of the other things we were always talking about, she's like, I need to change. I'm a terrible person. I have so many problems. And I'm like, babe, I'm going to get you therapy. We're going to, like, find, like, we'll go to Oregon or someplace where they do shroom therapy. We're going to get in there, get deep, and, and fucking do this. And we're going to grow together and, uh, you know... Uh, a lot of hopes and dreams. This was the person I talked to like every fucking day. I talked to her out of suicide a couple times. And one of the times after that, this was like three years ago. And it, it not every, we, we've broke up like four times since then. So this isn't exactly the case, but almost every day, almost every day, I would at least say good morning or good night or both via text, you know, cause it's long distance. And I, it's hard for me to describe how tough some of these times were to like manage a dysfunctional, try to manage a dysfunctional long distance relationship. And the other times where there was so much hope, so much potential um, that I was fucking just killing it just on the hopes and dreams of, of all of it. And then here we are. You know, you tell people little bits and pieces of this this stuff, and they're like, oh, well, you know, that's really nice of you that you wanted to help her, or what the hell is wrong with you that you're, like, so compelled to help this person, or um, this person's taking advantage of you, obviously, to get citizenship, uh, and they hate you, um, and all of those are true <laughs> um, at different moments. Where was I going with that? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm like shocked, and yet all of this is tip, is is kind of like my worst fears come true. But but and here's another thing: it's like it's not like she's a criminal mastermind because she's not getting citizenship now. Because now that I've learned about this disorder and like all these puzzle pieces fall into place, a lot of these things I blamed on, like I said, affective disorder and, and PTSD. Uh, she has uh, the anxiety, depression. I thought, like, you know, some of these things were her acting out or something like that. Some of the, you know, but I didn't realize that this was the problem. Like, she lives in this kind of off and on delusional something. Um, Jesus, where am I going with that again? Um, but to go this long and then it's over. Like, part of me is like, we were, we were so close. Cause like one of the things that was always like, you know, once you, we get you here and get you out of some of the environments, um, and that's nothing. I don't know if any of her backstory is true, but like one of her backstory things was she was living in a neighborhood where she said that like some guy had raped her when she was a teenager 
and she occasionally still saw him like, and he would try to like grab her or whatever. And he she said like one time he like just grabbed her and kissed her on the face and like laughed at her. Um, I don't know if any of this is true now. Um, it might be, might be. I already know that she, uh, I talked to her mom and her mom's like, yeah, she said you were treating her like an animal and that you threw her out in the street in the middle of the night. And I'm like, no, 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 that's true. Um, she left, but I didn't throw her out on the street. That was like the last conversation I had with her before she walked out the door. I was like, you know, you can tell people whatever you want, but like, I want you to stay. I'm not the one giving up on us. If you leave, like, we're not going to have a relationship. She kept saying like, oh, we can still have a relationship. I'm just going to live somewhere else. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense how like she was living in my house and like locking herself in the other room and not talking to me. So how, how would that relationship be better if she went and lived in New Jersey? Um, and it didn't make any sense. Cause I was like, yo, you, you don't have a job. How are you going to go and live in New Jersey? And, and she, she was real like, I'm going to move tomorrow or, or the next day. She was like in the next, you know, two days tops. And I'm like, well, where you, so you already have a place to go. And she's like, Oh no, 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 no. And I'm like, you're not moving in with somebody to try them out. And she's like, well, can I move back in if, if things don't work out? And I'm like, no, no, not if I'm the backup. And she wouldn't answer a lot of these things. She wouldn't completely confirm or deny anything. Um, she sent me a text the other day. She's like, the, the real part was that I still wanted to be a couple after I moved out. That was still my, that was my plan. And I'm like, I don't know what to believe with any of this. So it's hard for me to, know what to feel about all of this I don't know what the fuck is real um, and I asked her multiple times that, that that night she left I was like is this a bluff are you just fucking with me um, and all that kind of exploded that day because I got her to read part of a book about uh, attachment um, styles anxious attachment versus avoidant. And I was like, look, this, this is basically us half the time. And so many things are crazy. There'd be times where she'd be like, you know, you're obsessed with sex and I don't want to have sex all the time. You want to have sex all the time. And I'm like, well, that's true. That is definitely true. I'm definitely obsessed with having sex with her. <laughs> um, although I, we were going like a week at a time and I wasn't saying anything. Cause I knew like if I said anything, it would turn into a thing where I'm like begging or something like that. So I would just kind of mind my own business and just wait her out. And then other times she'd like come home and like fucking uh, maul me. And I would be like, awesome. I was like, this is my babe right here. This is my baby. This is my baby right here. And this little fucking freak show comes in here and just, I swear to God, there's some real basic things um, that I've never, ever heard of any other woman not wanting to do. And there's some things that I don't think I didn't know was possible that she is capable of in bed. And I'm, I'm, I'm still amazed. And yeah, sometimes it'd be like a whole week of like every time I even just try to touch her, kiss her on the cheek, she's just like, oh, just don't touch me. And then one day she just 
shows up and it's crazy. But yeah, there was one week where she was uh, towards the end. Maybe it was the last week where she uh, was telling me I was obsessed with sex and uh, she just needed me to stop all that shit. And then I caught her fucking masturbating in the other room, like twice. Um, and I think talking to somebody on, on her phone, but I don't know anymore because she, she, someone had sent her phone privacy screens and a necklace. And, um, so it was hard to see exactly what was on her phone screen at the time of the masturbating. That's way too much info for you. Um, but this is why my podcast is anonymous. This has nothing to do with those insos. At the same time, this is me documenting the fucking getting to this inso project. And this has been a major fucking thing that has just happened in my life. And it's really fucking with me. Um, so uh, yesterday I made one and I fucking started fucking crying. Um, later at night I was fucking angry and then I was anxious. I, 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 and I wake up multiple times a night either worried or angry because I don't know. Like, even just with, like, the suicide stuff, some of those threats are real. The last thing, in the last week, she gave me, like, three major textual, no, that's not a conversation. Somebody sends you a, a longish text or a, a group of text, a pod of texts. Uh, one of them was... Um, I hate you, I hate you, you've destroyed my life, blah, 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 blah. You know, you're fucking, like, evil, you're a piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I can't believe you, you've, I've let you completely ruin me. There was that one, and I, I it kind of ignored that, but I was like, well, this plays into the whole thing of them fucking uh, accusing you of what they're doing to you. And then she sent another one. What was the other one? Um, oh, it was a whole, like, uh, I see how it is. Like, I ignored that one. And then uh, she's like, I see how it is now. Like, you never did love me. I can't believe that I fell for this for so long that you, you never actually loved me or some sh crazy shit like that. Um, and during all this reading about NPD, I'm like, maybe I am. Or maybe I'm borderline. Like, what the fuck? I know she was dying. Well, I was not in the room, but she says that her psychologist diagnosed her with these. No one's diagnosed with me with anything. I'm sure they'd love to. Um, but I keep like self-diagnosing. And then I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not that. Because there's, there's, there's a couple things here or there. You might be able to say, you're definitely that, but not the rest of it. So I don't know. Um, obviously, I'm not normal because otherwise I wouldn't be in a five-year relationship with someone who we don't speak the same fucking language fluently and have such an on and off again. Um, but there was a big, some, some big differences. I've been consistent. I never dumped her. There's some times I really thought about it. There's some times where she dumped me and I was like, oh, thank God. And then she reeled me back in. Like the, la the, the second to last time, or the last time before this time that she dumped me, I, I was, I just had this like, I just like, was like, I'm free. But then she reeled me back in. And, and, and since then, there have been some times like during the weeks around when we got married, I was like, holy shit, it all paid off. It's all going to work out in the end. This is amazing.
Um, yeah. So fucking weird. I guess I, I guess some things I'm just going to have to leave to be a mystery because I don't think anybody will ever figure it out. I don't think she'll figure it out. I don't think I will. Uh, the sad thing is there is like, maybe I mentioned that there is therapies for these, but the people with this disorder tend to not do it or not do it consistently. Like they might try it out when they're in the one mood, but then the other mood shows up and they're not fucking doing therapy anymore. Um, And it's so sad sometimes. Like from some angles, when you're not thinking, oh, that they're like um, intentionally fucking evil, you think, oh, they're, uh, this is such a tragedy. But then you find out they're, they're, they're the ones causing the tragedy themselves. Even like, like she had had this job and she said she really liked it. And then she fucking, um, she said she got fired. And she was all depressed and down at the dumps and like panicking. She's like, what am I going to do without a job again? And as we're talking about it, she like looked at her phone. She's like, Oh shit, I was supposed to work. She's like, they did schedule me. And she's like, I'm three hours late for work. And I'm like, well, are you going to go? And she's like, I don't know. Five minutes later, she's like, I'm going to go and get my check. So she angrily went to go get her check at the place where she no called node showed. And I was like, baby, you just sweet talk him. You might be able to get your job back. And no. Um, she went there and got like pissed off at them. <laughs> um, and I have a feeling they probably were feeling uh, cool to be done with her because like I guess they had kept sticking her on like a coat rack duty. Um, just, you know, shove her in the coat closet with the keep track of the tickets or whatever. Why am I telling you all this? You may or may not find this interesting. And this is um, a story in my life. I, I just, I don't know. I have no one that, the person I normally talk to about all this shit is gone. I made it a point every day to talk to her. Not a lot. Um, but like it, it, if I didn't say, if, if I didn't say anything all day, there's no communication all day. I would send like a good night. I love you. And it was after the one suicide attempt. I was like, I'm going to do this consistently just because I want you to know. She was like, you know, she was doing the whole, like uh, she wanted to disappear. And she, because she said, she said it didn't matter because no one actually gave a shit about her, which for the most part, I'm sure most people that have come through her life don't give a shit uh, or like, fuck that crazy bitch and left. Um, and I was like, I just want you to know somebody loves you. And, and like every night, give her a good night. I love you. And that went on for like, I don't know, two, three years. Even while I was dating, I dated some other chicks along the way, which is uh, another one of those where different people are going to put their own, project their own thoughts, feelings about it. Because like at one point in time, she said it was like her big biggest turn on was like to like the whole cuck queen thing. It's like cuckolding, but reverse the genders. Where it's like, you know, she said that uh, what turned her on most was to be ignored and kind of uh, humiliated and uh, for her, her man to be out there banging chicks. And she, she didn't want to be there for it, but she wanted to hear about it. That changed later. Like a lot of things would change 
later. Um, so yeah, I was dating dating women uh, with a long distance, and 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 sad too because I dated some really dope ass women out there in in TV land. Um, there was there was really dope chicks, and se- quite like several of them. Things were going really good until they kind of were like, you know what? I really like you, and I didn't think it would bother me, but like now it bothers me to know that you're engaged with some girl in on the other side of the fucking planet. And they'd be like, you know, I, I don't think I can do this. Because they said they they were having, you know, they were really starting to like me or whatever. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Part of me is like, dude, if, 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 if I could have just got her therapy, I keep thinking about things I could have done. And at the same time, there's so many things where it's like, I feel like no matter what I would have done, the whole game was for me to fail. Like a lot of times it felt like self-sabotage, sabotaging each other um, was how she does things. And we had talks about self-sabotage because she sabotages the shit out of herself. I mean, even on the physical thing, I've never seen a woman with more scars on the inside of her wrist. Uh, And I paid to get some tattoos over those because she she was like got to a place where she's like I haven't done this for years I don't I don't want to do this I think I've moved past that part of my life and she uh, she, she got tattoos over them it's fucked up too because one of the vacations we went on I showed up and she had fresh ones and they were different most of her scars were um, the teenage goth girl versions where they're they're going across and that's not how you kill yourself you it's it's there's that saying it's like um it's down the river not across the street i showed up and she had fresh fresh fucking down her halfway down her forearm cut wide open um like they were only like a few days old when I got there. And I was like, what in the fuck? Like, you know, I, I said, if this ever like gets close to this again, you need to at least talk to me. And, you know, I show up and she obviously didn't talk to me about it until whatever. So many crazy things. One of her consistent fears was I was going to commit suicide once we broke up. There's, it's, it's one of the parts of like so much self-hatred and guilt in this girl. Because, yeah, she said one of her exes killed himself when they broke up. Um, so much guilt and shame. And at the same time, like, uh, she wore a little necklace. That I don't know if that guy gave her or what as, like, a little memento. Like, there was some weird kind of serial killer psycho vibes going on with this girl. Other times she seemed like this innocent... Um, you know, tragedy. I have no fucking clue. I I feel bad for it, and then I and then I feel bad for me, or, or then the other way around. But so many different feelings. I don't know what to feel. I don't know what to think. I'm going to see a therapist. Um, you know, at one point in time in a relationship, I felt so confident. She was part of the reasons I I lost 140 pounds, dude. Um, I've told this to people and some people kind of looked at me like, uh, you know, 
with definite disapproval is a long distance relationship. And I wanted to get in shape for me. I wanted to get in shape for her because, you know, she was going to come here eventually. And I would go to the gym. And before I went to the gym, I'd, uh, I'd be like, yo, send me some, some pics. She'd send me some very salacious, uh, uh, lewd, um, little snaps, um, little, little short, uh, videos and stuff. And I would watch those. And instead of doing what you, a regular dude would do in the moment where the girl sends him some nudes in a long distance relationship, I'd go to the gym and I'd fucking kill it. Uh, now that this breakup happened, I mean, it's only been like a week and a couple days, but still, um, like I, I, it feels like my libido had got turned off. Um, and I got a fucking monster one libido that is. Um, and, uh, yeah, I like part of me felt like I moved so far forward in my life in terms of certain things. And right now I feel like just fucking 10 steps backwards in terms of self-confidence and a fuck fucking lot of things. Uh, each day's getting better though. And, uh, you know, she blocked me. So, uh, as long as that stays in effect, um, then, uh, I think every day I'm going to get a little bit better and I'm going to try to learn as much as I can from this experience. And, um, I'm conflicted where, um, even while she was here, I was very conflicted because for a minute she kept talking about she needed space and all this other stuff. And I was like, well, maybe I should just like turn my dating apps back on and I can, you know, I can, I reframe how I think about this whole thing and, and like just keep my relationship with my quote unquote wife, um, uh, real casual and just not feed into all of the, attention she would need one day and then the next day you know she'd lock herself in the fucking room and play the silent treatment and I, I I'd have no idea why but I'm not that dumb I'm a little, definitely dumb but not that dumb so many conflicting things what do we do what do we got here it is uh 42 minutes of me blathering about some girl you'll and you don't know who I am and it's some girl you'll never meet and as far as I know, might have committed suicide. I have no fucking clue. She either committed suicide or maybe she, uh, um, although, yeah, I don't know. Either she committed suicide or she's living it up with some, some dude uh, here. And, uh, oh, that was one of the other things she texted me post uh, her moving out was that she was sleeping on the street. And I was like, dude. Since you've been here, you have been gone for days with your quote-unquote friends. I absolutely don't believe that you're on the street. If I did, I would I would come and get you. But this seems like just manipulative bullshit. And then she wouldn't say anything for a day. And then, what did she say? The hate, hate, you know, I ruined her life. She hates me thing. Uh, what else? Uh, the, the guilt trip of like, oh, because I, I ignored that. No, I didn't ignore that. I ignored a different text. 
and just didn't re respond for like a day or so. And then she's like, I see how it is. Like, what you, you know, you say you love me so much and then you're, you're not doing anything. You're not trying to win me back. And I'm like, dude, that's fucked up. You are the one that moved out. Like, you want me to chase you? I've been chasing this, this girl for five fucking years. I spent tens of thousands of dollars. I have fucking done, and if I thought there was hope, I said I wouldn't give up hope until she gave up first. That's even by itself is a tricky thing because she said she was just going to move out and we could still be, you know, together, which whatever, who knows what that means, living with some other dude or not. I have no clue. Because she's just fucking delusional. Um, probably living with another dude. Or a girl. I don't know. She's she's She got mad at me recently because I said she was bisexual. And she's like, no, pansexual. Okay, fine, whatever. But it was one of the first times I actually gave her a clear boundary. I was like, no. Like, our relationship is fucked. You moving to another state is not going to help. We're going to have a non-relationship. Or you're just going to create more drama, but from afar. Like... Every, anything is 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 uh, possible. She might go and hook up with some uh, crazy, dangerous dude that beats the shit out of her, um, and not in the fun, sexy way you do in the bedroom, but like real violence. Um, I was like, this is just gonna get more fucked up. I'm like, if you move out, like you, because she, she was like, she kept being like, I can move back, right? Like I can move back, and I'm like, dude. And she wouldn't answer any of this stuff. I was like, are you going to be, I'm, I'm not going to be your plan B if you just want to go and try out some of the dude. I'm like, dude, I've spent so much time, money, energy to get you here. So much emotional labor to get you here. Like, you're not moving out because you met some dude who took you to a fucking Mets game. Uh uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be your, your, um, you know, safety for that. Like I have some amount of self-respect. I normally just let this girl do whatever the hell she wanted. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I should not be talking about this so much, but I, I don't have anybody to talk to, uh, right now or, or not too many people. Uh, I, I kind of kept quiet about this relationship details and stuff with most people and most people already had some kind of preconceived notion uh whether they were like you could tell they kind of thought i was being i was a creep because i'm you know uh getting hitched with uh, uh you know somebody not quite half my age but definitely young um a lot younger than me almost half but not quite And then there's other people that were like, just would be the, give me the, well, dude, I, what, what, what would you, what did you expect would happen? And I'm like, uh, I guess this, I don't know. Uh, the only good guess is that anything's possible. <laughs> um, uh, what else? I could keep talking about this. Oh yeah. The last few texts. Uh, not that this matters, but maybe somebody out there that has like similar mental illness stuff might find this interesting. I'm all these fucking videos are like spot on. There's a bunch of videos on, on Instagram talking about, uh, NPD and so many of them, I'm like, Holy shit. You're right. That's exactly how they do that. Um, 
that's how they function. You'll you'll hear them telling a story, and they they uh, you're like, this is a very pecu-. you're thinking in your head, this is a very peculiar story, and then you realize they're telling a story about themselves. Um, because everything feeds back into them, whether it's a victim story or a story about how amazing they are, it all feeds back into them. And they're telling a story, and it's basically all the names and people are changed, but it's about them. And then later on, you're like thinking back. Once you learn some of this stuff, you're thinking back, and you're like, oh, that one conversation, is that that? Was that her? Like, I wonder what the hell that means. All kinds of passive-aggressive shit um, to do all the time. And um, I don't know, got me all anxious and paranoid and all fucked up. Um, But they say that's part of it. Uh, I find somebody like me that is like, will bend over backwards to help them, please them, because you see all the the fucking tragedy of their life and you just keep trying to help. And the more you're the never give up hope kind of person, the more you'll put in for longer. And it's the more those people can soak up off you, whether it's the attention, the sex, the, um, the money, gifts, power, fortune, fame, whatever the hell they're getting from you. Um, they just keep going until they suck you dry. And she left, uh, two weeks into me getting, um, laid off. So it makes sense. Um, she felt that she was, um, at the end of, of the, uh, she's a little princess. She gets whatever her, she wants trained. And I know that was one of the arguments that she obviously was bitter about before she left. Is she said was like, uh, not the night she left. We argued about some very fundamental big shit. But in the week prior, um, there was at one point in time she had this like, she was complaining that she couldn't get some fake eyelashes because I guess they're really expensive. And um, she was like, well, neither of us have a job. And she made a big point of like, and I was like, well, maybe we can, we can get them for you anyways. And she was like, no, neither of us have a job. And like, I was like, whoa, okay, this is, a, this is big in her mind. And these little things like these are probably the justification of why she left somebody who had been trying conscience, consciously to like let a lot of things slip, let a lot of things go, give trust where there what shouldn't have been, and try really hard to like love unconditionally. Um, because at one point in time there was a woman that I was ready to to go anywhere and everywhere with. So I don't know. This is this is very different than any other relationships I've been in I mean all of them have been dysfunctional to some extent but this one's fucking a whole new ball game and I don't know what to think about it and I think it's going to be a while before I'm okay and um like just physically I don't feel right I feel fucked up this has been hard um I'm not going to cry during this one though uh I mean I spent like six hours last night staring at the ceiling trying to go to sleep and then rolling back over and hitting my vape and like just ruminating over all of this. It's I'm, I'm kind of really glad she blocked me. 
because uh but even that part like part of me <laughs> everything's opposites part of me is like worried about her because the last text she gave was she gave me the i hate you the uh, why don't you love me and then uh something else and then the last major one she gave me a string of texts that were about how much she felt bad about hurting me she shifted the some of the blame on me because that's what they do there they have their, they can't be held accountable and all blame is is something any anything the most irrational thing they can pull out of their ass um anything to not take accountability it's one of the reasons why they don't they don't do the therapy that actually works is because they can't they have so much shame that they just can't be held accountable to the shit that they do because sometimes they do the cruelest shit the cruelest fucking like it seems like cold calculated psycho killer shit And, uh, and I'm serious. Like there was one point in time, a long time ago, she was in a really bad state for like a month or two. And at one point in time, she was just talking about how she, she just didn't think she could do it anymore. She had gotten so bad that she almost said that she needed to kill herself because she was a terrible person and she was scaring herself because, um, she was having all these fantasies of poisoning her dogs to watch them die like for fun and then hang herself. And she just couldn't get past that, that fantasy. Like this is some serious shit. And you're probably thinking I'm a fucking dipshit for going any, any, any distance with this woman. But like I'm saying the other extremes were pretty fucking extreme too. Like, the good times was real fucking good, bro. Um, like, uh, yeah. Oh, the last the last group of texts, yeah. She, she apologized for hurting me and how sorry she was, um, which is out of the ordinary, because like I said, they take no accountability. Everything else is to blame. They, they, they did everything right. You know, they're perfect. And then she blocked me. Knowing her, that makes me nervous. If anything, if someone gives a long out apology and then blocks you, it's like, hmm. At the same time, and a lot of times it's the Schrodinger's cat. Two things might be true at the same time. Like she might be fucking having a meltdown because I, I you know, basically ignored her uh some of her texts over the last week she's probably part of her is probably having a fucking meltdown over the fact that she has lost somebody that she knows some part of her dr jekyll or mr hyde i forget which one's which one of them knows she just lost that on somebody who has been extremely dedicated to her uh for five years now and I just went like cold. I just went dark. Um, but that's partially just the logic of once I found out about this disorder in, 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 in more detail, I was like, oh, I've been in love with a fictional character. I miss her so much. At the same time, I don't know if that personality that I really liked 
especially in the beginning. And then it, they do this thing where like they get you on the hook, and then every so often they they, they reinforce it. You're about to leave because like you're like this situation's fucked up, and they bring back um, you know the star of the show, and you're you're until you, they get you back on the hook, and then yeah, nope, nope, never mind, carrot on the stick kind of thing. Um. I know part of her probably is uh, some some part of her knows she's done fucked up because she wanted to move out and I, I gave her a boundary and her pride could not allow her to um, uh, not obey. That's not the right word. I don't know what you acknowledge that boundary and, and, and respect it. Her pride was that she was going to have to. So it's almost like she said, I, I forced her out, which in a way, considering her amount of pride, the fact that I said, no, you can't move back if you're moving out with someone else. And she never answered that. But she basically, that signed her death sentence of she had to leave. And I was like, we're, we're done if you, if you move out. After all this time, after all this everything, if you're going to give up, then that's it. And so she had to move out on her own accord in this weird compulsive, she had to do it. Uh, Where is I'm going? I missed, I missed a piece there, but yeah, she, right now she's probably having a fucking meltdown. um, Part of her and probably whoever the hell she's with now is probably fucking confused. Um, Because part of it's probably melting down. And the other part of it, she is probably, fucking like a jackrabbit with uh some 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 guy who at the moment is is in pure luck <laughs> like um probably doing things i you can only imagine of like the 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 most uh, i don't know what you'd call it um fuck i mean she might be who knows use your imagination Doing some really good stuff. And probably all of the things that I had ever took issue with. Like, why don't you do that thing anymore that you used to do? Um, or why don't you ever do this? Uh, she's probably doing all of those just to prove to herself that she can. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think that should be it for that. This has nothing to do with the insos. I'm going to... Uh, I think that's good for t- for this, for today. Sorry. I'm just going to use this as a dear diary today. There's nothing much with the ensos because of the rest of the day I'm going to spend. I'm going to go to the gym real quick and, and do some cardio because I need to be able to sleep at night, and I know that that would help. That's one of my other problems. I'm, I'm not working. Normally I have a job where I do manual labor every day, and now I'm not. Now I'm just um, fucking all gears in my brain spinning, and I was already stressed out about the fact that I, I'm not working right now. Um, I need to switch gears and switch gears off of um, the Chica. But um, it's been fucking difficult, man. Fucking two years just on her fucking visa. Dragging her towards... It's like two fucking soldiers shot on the field. In the field. And they drag each other to safety the medical tent or whatever and then once they get to the medical tent the one pulls out a gun and shoots the other one in the fucking head and then shoots themselves in the head that's 
feels like what our relationship has is. Part of me is like we were so fucking close, and now she doesn't even get citizenship because I now I know I can't fucking trust her. If I would have signed the thing for the next part of her process, it would have been a financial sponsorship thing. I dodged a bullet. That here here we go. This is the part where I feel very grateful because I could have been financially and I think civilly uh, like. Uh, liable for her for like 10 years. I don't know about the civil part. My friend was telling me about that. I didn't see that part. But I know financially I could have been made to have to support her for the next 10 years or more. So, and we were just about to send that because it was like, we need to get this going so she can get legal for, for work or whatever. Um, I dodged a fucking bullet on that. But at the same time, like she, she, she's fucked now. She's technically not even legal here right now. Um, yeah. So there's that. And then, um, so it's not like she had some kind of criminal mastermind thing. She waited, she didn't, she didn't wait till the right moment if she was a criminal mastermind. Like, she can't be here for very much longer, or she, there's stiff penalties. Like, right now, I think it's like kind of a gray area, but not not long from now, she could she could be deported, like, and it'd be like a serious offense kind of thing. And thank God, I'm not liable for shit at this point. So, so, so whatever crazy shit she does, um, and I've, I've been on damage control or defense took her off my health insurance because I was like, this. she could go and like slash her wrists or do something fucked up to herself and then go get in the hospital. I'm like, I, I need to make sure I'm not billed for anything. I need to let her know that there's no health insurance so she doesn't do something on purpose. Which is so sad. I had good health insurance. That's the fucked up thing. If she could have just stayed the one character, we'd be heading toward a really good spot where we both have like a good job like, her life would have been changed forever. She used to make $15 a day as a waitress uh, on in one of her jobs in Columbia. And she would have been making 100 fucking grand a year. We would have been dual income, no kids. And um, we could have fucking saw the world. That was part of the plan. Um Yeah, that's all over. A whole bunch of my hopes and dreams are fucking gone now. And I'm also tied into this. I can't divorce her yet because it's New York State. You can't you can't divorce for over six until it's past like six months of, of failure. So I can't run out and just reverse any of this. And I might not be able to get a hold of her or, you know, if she finds some dude with money, maybe she can filter some money over and sue the shit out of me and try to get some because... I guess when you when they really realize that you're gone, they have such a fear of abandonment and they have so so many different complex fucked up things, they get super vengeful and they they will go out of their way to uh to bring you harm and pain once you're on their like shit list. So I got that to look forward to. I'm not out of the woods yet. And I keep thinking about like what because they say a lot of these people will get violent. They'll do all kind of shit. They'll end up stalking you. All kind of shit. And uh, hopefully, no. Hopefully, whoever she hooked up with 
they're having a great time, and I can get divorced while they're still having a great time. At the same time, I still fucking miss her so much, and I know that it's a fictitious, fictitious character that I haven't even seen that much of recently. Um, she was online and, um, like, m- metaphorically. Uh, the girl I fucking would do anything for was was in my bed uh, like a month or so ago. And uh, I was like, I am settling in to a good chapter of my life. It's all been worth it. Now that's gone. Such a long wait, such a long process. The fucking visa process and all that. And there was so much drama along the way. Like, uh, like for instance, um, there was this whole thing where it came up to the time and there was this whole talk of she might have to get drug tested and she smokes weed. Who gives a shit? But the American government, if they catch, you know, the marijuanas in, in your piss, in your physical exam to come to the U.S., you can be permanently banned. And she had like eaten edibles like two days before. And she was crying and crying and crying and just shaking, crying. She was so worried because we had, this is something we had talked about for four fucking years. Three years, three and a half, whatever. The first six months I, I knew her. we weren't talking about this kind of heavy shit. Because I didn't trust her at first because she was a fucking cam girl. I was like, there's no, you know. But yeah. She spent days of just like damn near pulling her hair out, worried about getting here. Since she's been here, she like tells me she, you know, one day she'll tell me she hates this country and she can't wait to go back to Columbia. And then the next day she tells me like she doesn't, like I said, she doesn't think she can work in film and TV because somebody might talk to her disrespectfully, (laughs) which is like, yeah, that's going to happen. A hundred percent. Someone at your work is going to talk to you disrespectfully. I'm like, if that's your, uh, if that's your thing, it's a, you know, no deal, deal or no deal. That's your, your, there's no jobs with other people. I think you'll ever be able to do, which, uh, you know, she's not very successful in some of these things like life. And I keep wondering, I was like, is this intentional or is she just really bad at everything? It's, it still perplexes me. Anyways, I, I guess that's it. I can keep thinking about this and ruminating about it. But yeah, it's a win- it's a lose-lose situation. We all lost. I'm going to take what little... I can take the good times and learn from the bad times. And I hopefully I never fucking get involved with somebody like this again. I'm slightly paranoid. I started thinking about every ex I've had and being like, no, not that one. That one maybe... And I'm like, no, there's only been like one or two. And it's been like 20 years ago. Uh, I was with somebody that I think might have had this. And that breakup was so bad, I fucking moved across country. And I'm thinking, maybe that's what I need to do in the next year. I can't do that right now. Right now, I'm financially fucked. But maybe in a year from now, I've lived in New York for almost 11 years. Um, Maybe it's time for me to move out of the country. I've always kind of thought that would be the next move. If New York City wasn't working out for me, New York City is my number one spot 
for the U.S. Most of the U.S. I do not want to live in. Don't like it. Don't need it. Um, I think maybe in a year from now, like this is, this is the point where once this shock and horror, and you know what, once I start to feel a little bit right. And once I get my money set up, I a hundred percent think that she'll be knocking on my door or some shit. It's not over. She's still running around with a cell phone that I'm paying for it. That I need to, to pay off, I guess, before I can turn it off. Um, this is going to be a change point for sure. Cause some of the plans I had were because of some of her legal status and stuff in terms of immigration, my plans for the next few years, like that's all out the window. This is going to be a moment where I do some major reflection and, um, I've had some of the problems in this relationship are just amplified versions of problems I've had all along. The people pleasing, the, uh, I tend to be really, I, I become the anxious attacher when it's, and this is shallow, call me a piece of shit. But when the girl's gorgeous, I become, uh, I, I lean toward the anxious end of things. Um, when the, my, uh, partner is, um, not so attractive, uh, I'm, uh, morally avoidant. <laughs> um, that sounds really awful. Uh, I feel somewhat embarrassed to say that, but it's true. And, um, I don't know. Some about ones, the, the really cute ones, the really sexy ones. I, I, I get anxious. I think that's only partially me. It's also that if, if a girl's fucking gorgeous, uh, they live a, a different life than, uh, you know, a somewhat less classically attractive physically, you know, uh, woman. You know, I mean, you can say what the, however the fuck you want, but if you walk down the street and you look like Brad, uh, Brad Pitt in his in his prime versus uh, uh, Danny DeVito, not in his prime, you're going to have a different life. And there's something about really attractive women that, I mean, for obvious reasons, allures me, but there's, there's something a little deeper in, in there where I, I, I'm attracted to them and then have some kind of anxiety about it, um, which is insecurity and we could get real deep on that. And that's why I'm going to talk to a therapist because I need to not talk to you guys so much about things that I should be talking to a therapist about. It's one of the reasons why I'm keeping this thing. Uh, I am back. The battery died. This is yep. Underestimate when they're picking. Let me see if I can do that again. This is. This is something men really underestimate when they're picking a partner. They look for whoever they like and they think that they can change a woman and they think if they treat a woman well, if you court her correctly, she's all yours. But I always say your competition is her childhood. If she had a chaotic childhood, you can give her and offer her the most stability there is to be found, but she will reject it. She'll seek chaos and she will uh, glorify um, chemistry. Whereas if you choose somebody who's had a stable upbringing and lots of love, when you give her love, she reciprocates it. But when you give it to somebody who's come from a broken home and a broken background, 
When you give her love, she then sabotages it. This is something men really understand. Yeah. Anyways, saw that the other day. Uh, I'm going to try to limit down Instagram, but it's been something in, in my life uh, for years and years. It was not part of it. Um, uh, wifey kind of got me into it because, uh, uh, whatever, I'm not going to get into that, but, um, yeah, um, I think, uh, you know, I, the, the battery died and I had to go do something and I came back and, you know, when I was thinking about all the shit I was blathering earlier, uh, I think my personal takeaway is, uh, it is, it's been, um, at first I was thinking it was a real tragedy that all of this shit is hitting at once, uh, you know, that I'm out of work and my wife left, um, and in, in part, part of the thing is that, uh, I think the stress and some other things is why from not working right now from and, and leading up to it. Cause I knew it was going to happen, but I had no fucking clue what I was going to do. And I still don't still don't. And then, you know, to some extent I'm like, wow, this is shit on top of shit on top of shit. And I was like, you know, this really sucks that like, um, the stress and other things helped the demise of this marriage or whatever. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, you know what? Uh, after the fucking tens of thousands of dollars, uh, in, in the, all the other things and the time and the work and the effort, I put into this um, person and they leave as soon as I don't work for a week and a half or whatever it was. Um, if anything, two, ten, one year, two years, five years from now, uh, maybe consider it a blessing that uh, she dipped uh, opportunistically and uh, in a, in a rough point for me. And I was thinking about, you know what? I, I was there for her all the time for the, the last four years, known her for five, but maybe four. I was, I was there for her all the time. Uh, and she dipped right when I needed somebody, um, you know, a partner to, uh, you know, give me a hug while I'm stressed out. Give me a blowjob. I haven't had one of those in fucking two years. Um, Cause it's my, one of my favorite things. So of course that's the thing that, um, she don't do. Uh, one of the things anyways, uh, also, you know, too much information. Um, I, I know that one day some of the shit I'm saying on here is going to bite me in the ass. I'm sure they're going to, uh, there's, there's so much, there's a treasure trove of shit. Someone could cut out of this and make me look like a complete fucking piece of shit. Um, anyways, the fact that she dipped when she did at like a low point, the first low point I've had in, in years where all this shit's hitting the fan. This is a point in time where I am going, I'm forced to have to change the game. For myself, both uh, how I make money. You know, you get really, you get really fucking um, uh, locked into things. Where one day goes into the next, one day goes to the next. You get into a rhythm, and you start your your brain starts turning off because you're not having to make big decisions. 
everything's kind of coasting. You're sleeping at the wheel. You know what I'm saying? And six months ago, eight months ago, I feel like I was totally in some aspects of my life sleeping at the wheel. You know, I have, I bought all this guitar, you know, music equipment and all this other stuff. And I wasn't using, I was just working a lot and come home and kind of just like waste time. And I wasn't achieving stuff. And I just didn't feel motivation either. Cause like, cause there wasn't anything pressuring me. There was no tension, no pressure, no nothing. And there's things I knew I needed to fix both financially, things I knew I needed to fix with me in relationships with attractive women. Um, and, you know, you probably think I'm like some kind of fuck creep or some shit like that. Dude, I, I'm the guy that I used to have like where I'd have multiple, like all my roommates were female. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's been large stretches of time where almost all of my best friends were female. For better and for worse. There are some times where I was having sexually a very, very, very dry, long stretch. And I'm, uh, you know my best friends are, um, uh, women who are using me as they're not using abuse, not, not in a mean way, but I mean, they're definitely using me as their, um, somebody's probably going to take offense to that. I'm, I'm friend zoned and they totally rely on me as their, uh, their emotional best friend and their, uh, sexual friends were everyone but me. Um, that goes off to another thing, but I, needless to say, I, I, I'm not a complete creep that doesn't get along with women or some shit like that. Uh, kind of the opposite in some regards. And yet there are some underlying issues within me about shame and sex and all that kind of stuff, um, that I need to fix. Um, I've had lots of, uh, dysfunctional relationships, like almost all of them. Um, Normally, though, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to get into a whole nother self-diagnosis thing on, live on air. But I know I've, I have things that I've needed to fix, and I've kind of put them off because I wasn't sure how to tackle them, and I wasn't sure about this and wasn't sure about that. And sometimes I'm like, well, I have a girlfriend or I have a wife now, and I'm just going to focus in on this relationship and try to you know do whatever and be a people pleaser. Uh, I didn't even have the words for some of these things like people pleaser. I never, never even thought about it that way. But then you, you start, somebody brings some up and you, you start doing the math and you're like, okay, like for instance, my wife, um, known this girl for five years, taking her on vacations, three continents. Yes. She doesn't have much money. Yes. I, it's a very powerly dynamic, power, power dynamic where I'm definitely the one with the money I'm spending it happily. Um, but like, what all has she got me as like gifts or even just picking something at the, up at the store for me or anything like that? Um, one time I paid for her to buy me a hat to bring to me when she came to this country. Um, but I paid for it. So it's like a favor more than a gift. And then the only real gift she ever gave me in five years was she gave me a shirt that said Amsterdam on it, and she had been talking about how she wanted to go to Amsterdam. So she bought me a shirt that said Amsterdam on it, and I've never been to Amsterdam, and it's not on my list of things to do. But she bought me a T-shirt that says Amsterdam on it. In five years, that's what I got. Um, you know, I can start going down the list with that one, where it's like she gave mostly nothing back. 
um, no reciprocation of most of your five love languages. Here I am fucking reading uh, relationship book after relationship book, and um, and then I start looking at things and be like, oh, you know what? I don't get any of my needs met, and I have anxiety about things. There's there's some issues. I need to fix some of that stuff. Um, so yeah, everything in terms of relationship, career, and money, I need to fix. And this is like um, the fucking uh, switch where I am either just going to crash and burn some more, but I feel like this is like a hit rock bottom moment for me. Like just looking at my finances makes me feel very overwhelmed or lack of finances. Uh, and I've kind of painted myself in the corner getting in debt and shit like that. Uh, so yeah, I need to fix those things. This is now the time. Uh, I need to think carefully and uh, try to make a good plan. And I am I needed change because I was, like I said, kind of sleeping at the wheel. And this is that. So I'm kind of glad that these things happened. And I'm kind of glad she left and blocked me because... Um, that would be that would really get me worked up if she was bugging me. And here's the other thing: I was just talking to a friend. Well, after the battery died, a friend called me, and she was telling me we were talking about it. And she had had some uh, previous narcissist narcissist um, relationships that fucked her up too. And dude, this this sounds like stupid. When people say like you know uh, where they they brought someone to the country, married them, and then all hell broke loose once they got their paperwork. You know, I always think about those people or the people that get like scammed out of a large amount of money. I'm always like, what the hell's wrong with those people? This is my first uh, time real encounter with something like this, and I never thought anything like this would happen to me. Also, but I'm also complicit in it. So I'm not trying to play the victim card here, but like it is real serious, a lot more serious than I thought. And I, it's a lot more of a hard, it's a more clever trap than I, what seems from the outside. Um, and it's not for everybody. I'm, I think I'm one of those special people that uh, has that uh, I'll go the distance if I really believe in something. Like I'll just die on that hill uh, gladly. Um, I don't think it's for everybody to get in one of these fucked up relationships. Um, you're not a good, good piece for the puzzle. Uh, we don't know where I was going with that. Um, anyways, uh, what I'm saying is, uh, I think, I think it's good all this has happened because I need to work on all these things. I'm hitting rock bottom with all this and, uh, I, the only way for, only where to go is forward. So. Um, and maybe whenever it happens, uh, my next relationship might be, I'm going to actually have some boundaries and some checklists of sorts, and I'm actually going to make sure that I find someone who's, um, once I'm healed up enough from this, I'm going to try to find someone else who's healed up enough where, it's a more just and equitable relationship, um, a more balanced. Uh, 
which the power power dynamic thing doesn't bother me. Um, you know, this the wifey here uh, definitely a huge monetary power dynamic difference. And then the, the the woman I was involved with before, she was the opposite. She made, made like double or more than what I made a year, and was a little bit older. The power dynamic thing doesn't bother me as much. I think everybody, some people over get too crazy with that. Uh, that wasn't the problems in these relationships whatsoever. No one's ever going to be in an equal in that way. I mean, like equal in like reciprocation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just a much more healthy. I'm going to be looking for a healthy relationship instead of looking for this, 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 which I'm 40. You'd think yeah, I would have figured out some of this stuff by now, but like I'm going to be looking for somewhere. It's like, you know, trust is number one, you know? Like, can't be dealing anymore with like uh after this i can't that's gonna be the first thing i'm gonna be worried about is can i trust this fucking person which never was a thing that was like you know high on the list before because it just wasn't something that it had really fucked me yet i guess you know you know if you lived your whole life and you get attacked by a fucking a bunch of uh ant eaters uh, from that day on, you might have be a little skeptical and be worried and be like, yo, um, we're going over to Bobby's house. And it's like, oh, wait, but does he have an ant eater? Because, you know, I have a thing about ant eaters now. I think from now on, I'm going to be fucking a little, a little worried about some things. I'm going to be definitely more discerning about certain things. Um, I feel like I was about to say something else, but I, I, I'm ADD. And, uh, I don't get any, I don't get sleep anymore. I get it for like two hours, three hours, two hours, three hours. Then I wake up and have different, different feelings. Just wake up with a different, strong emotion. Uh, like part of me still misses the shit out of her, even though, like I know now that she's fucking. I always thought she was a little bit of a psychopath, but not. You know, everybody's like, oh, my wife's. My wife's crazy. My wife's a bitch. And then there's like, well, what does that mean? And it's like, yeah, she just, she complains when I procrastinate about taking out the trash. And then, you know, it's like, well, yeah, but, you know, and then my wife, uh, she shot me twice. You know, there's like, these are very different things. Everybody likes to say their wife's crazy because women have uh, hormones that are different than guys. And so it's easy to, to write them off. Um, there's a whole different thing. I was in love with a fictional character for f- fucking four years. Newer for five, but uh, love love had nothing to do with it in the beginning. Um, what else? Yeah, I need to fix my money stuff too. I complain about I complain about that stuff too. I just need to fix it. I need to fix it. I have a fucking mountain of debt. Um, I need to fix that. Uh, I have a I have more work cut out for me. It's uh, overwhelming. But it's time to start digging in on it. Just like how, God, if, if only things were as easy as me losing 140 pounds like I did. Like, that's my go-to back thing. It was like, well, I did that. It's time to do that in this other area. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Jesus Christ, if only some parts of my life were as easy as losing weight. Which, you know, for fucking 25 years was always like this impossible, that'll never happen thing. And then I did it. So that's what I got to do with this other stuff. And, um, you know, please, if you find any inspiration in that, take it yourself. It's, this stuff gets easier once you do it. have to fucking face it head on. 
Um, like uh, the book Fearvana, good book. I forget the the, the, the author's name. Uh, it's a good book. Uh, you got to go right into what you fear, and I'm gonna have to figure this shit out. Even though I've I've spent my entire life being like kind of avoiding fucking with money, avoiding asking for money, avoiding everything to do with money, which turns out I never have money. Um, except for debt. Things get spicy and I'm like, oh shit. And I get myself into debt and, and make myself more fucked up. So I have to unfuck myself, which that's another good book. Unfuck yourself. I think there's a whole unfuck your, you know, unfuck series, like unfuck your romance, your, your relationship, unfuck your job or something like that. Um, the audio versions of those are all like some Scottish guy. And it's kind of like out of the weird um, narration voices. I, I kind of like it. it. It fits the the flavor of, of the unfuck yourself series. Um, yeah, I need to do some massive improvements in some areas. And so here we go. I'm going to be grateful for the fact that um, my sky is falling or has fallen uh, and is falling because, like, I just haven't worked in a few weeks and I still haven't got unemployment working, New Jersey unemployment. Um, I think I'm going to have to just drive there because the whole system a fucking nightmare. Uh, you get on the website and it says call and you, you get on the phones and it says get on the Internet um, with a whole lot of in-between steps. So anyways, I'm going to let you go. Um, don't listen to this kind of music for too long, but uh, this today's song for the day, so if I listen to this too much, I'm just going to start getting so sad, and then I'll end up crying like I fucking did yesterday. I don't, uh, I, you know, crying's good. Crying's great, but I got I got shit to do. I got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of shit to do. Because, uh, my, you know, I'm right now, financially, I'm the frog in the water in that uh, urban myth where the water starts getting hotter in the pot of water. So I, uh, I need to, I need to do a bunch of stuff. So the song of the day is apocalypse by cigarettes after sex. Um, that's, that's the fitting theme for today. Uh, emotional wise or something. Although I don't remember what the lyrics say. Uh, yeah, so that's it. You know, I actually have ticket, two tickets for cigarettes after sex. Um, for a few come soon maybe that maybe the end of this month i gotta see you know how many times in the last year i bought two tickets to something and then by the time the thing happens uh the girl that was supposed to go is gone uh i i gotta it's it was a ethically non-monogamous or at least on my side my side was ethically non-monogamous hers was um uh mysterious and um and uh what's the word for it uh, i don't know full of gaslighting or something i don't know yeah uh, <laughs> ethically gaslit um non-ethically gaslit, non-monogamous relationship, uh, which is fucked up. You know, if you already have the, the like, 
you know, if you just are open and talk and we work together on things and we feel secure, you can do whatever you want and you choose chaos, <laughs> you choose hurting and whatever else, it, it, it's uh, mind-boggling. But like the clip at the beginning of this, uh, some girls like to sabotage things and then um, cry about it and tell the next guy about how awful it was. I am so interested to hear about, I already heard one story about me, and it's good she did, this was not connected to my friends and family because the last girlfriend, I'm, I still feel... Um, guilty from connecting there to the rest of my family because she was she still talks more to my uh, family than me uh, which I'm fine with on one side and then on another side I'm like I wish I wouldn't have brought um, more someone with um, you know mental illness um, or whatever you want to call it uh, dysfunction because you know you, you, there's now a person in their life that they're friends with that makes gives them a uh, reason for concern on a semi-regular basis. Um, I'm glad I did not connect this one because this is oof, a whole other different level, different thing. Um, anyways, uh, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna I'm gonna. That's one of the things I gotta do today. One of the short things. One of the, there's the big to do list is just to to find it put my feelers out for a job little to-do list is I need to book a therapist and start talking to somebody instead of talking to you guys um if anybody out there does like this stuff the fact that I'm spilling my guts uh if you vibe with it um I got love for you uh this uh and 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 hopefully very very soon this podcast will turn right back to um me making uh insos uh, I got to set that up. I first have to get the bed, the my, tiny bed out of um, my quote unquote studio. So you got a two bedroom apartment, which is one of the reasons I have money problems. But one of them is like a kind of a all over the place studio. Um, over a year ago, I moved into this from down the hall and uh, was going to give myself a year because I was like, I don't think this is sustainable living in here because it's more expensive. And I was like, but I'm going to set it up and I'm going to like record an album. And if, you know, uh, if I don't by the end of the year, I'll, I'll maybe move or something like that. And then now I've been here for over a year and I'm like, uh, uh, anyways, like I said, I've hit rock bottom in a couple areas of my life. So I need to fix those things. But, uh, yeah, I need to do some video and stuff like that. So I need to move out the little bed that someone had me buy only a couple weeks ago. Um, well now it's like three weeks, but like she used it for two fucking weeks before she, that wasn't good enough. And she just moved out, out, but, um, yeah, I caught her doing things in there, uh, FaceTiming with, uh, other people, um, waking up in the middle of the night being like, Oh, she's, she's, uh, she's accusing me of things that she's doing, uh, with other people. So anyways, uh, that's it for today. Uh, I don't want to go more into detail on that one, but um, on the last thing, but whatever. Uh, yeah, Cigarettes After Sex, Apocalypse. 
I'm not going to listen to that right now because I'll just fucking cry. And I, I did a lot of that in the last few days. It's time to get, you know, um, get my inner Goggins out and get a fucking job. Um, not at Ecolab. Although maybe they pay enough here. That'd be fucking ironic. Uh, Goggins worked at Ecolab. It was when he had his, like, fucking... Uh, his, his rock bottom. It's part of um, You Can't Hurt Me, which is an excellent book. And if you haven't read it, you should. I'm always amazed by, like, lots of people. There's, there's, like, three camps or four camps with, with Goggins. A, there's the people that are like, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense because I lack, I don't know, they lack something. They don't get the point of the book uh, or him in general. There's also the the bros who are like, oh, it's fake, bro. Um, like he's he's a psyop. And then there's the uh, people that are amazed, or not amazed, but they're just really inspired. And then uh, the fourth camp is uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, stop counting. Don't don't hold me accountable for any of those. Uh, I was not of sane mind or something. Uh, I think that's it. Um, I'll see you tomorrow because I don't have a job yet. So uh, I'll be back. And tomorrow, hopefully, I won't. Uh, I'll be posting a video maybe instead. I don't know. We'll see. Word. <laughs>